Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis, and today we're talking about what the future could hold for John Cena, previewing SummerSlam and everything that's congulating for that pay per view, and finally unveiling the scandal that could ruin me in this Money in the Bank briefcase. It's been building for months now. What will the payoff be? You'll have to hang around until the end of the show to find out. Or, if you're impatient, click one of the handy timestamps in the video description below to be taken right to any of those discussions. Although I would like I would like you to watch the whole show. You put a lot of time and effort into this. Now, you uh, seem to be doing a, a five-second pose for flash photography. It was there. a bit longer than a five-second pose, though, yeah. yeah. For the benefit of those with flash photography, yeah. Well, I, I'm a man of the people. I listen to the feedback. Mm. There are some who think that my hands gestures during it, which I don't do for my own entertainment. I don't really do it for your benefit either. I do it because I don't want to sit here in stony silence while you do all the talking. Sure. So I'm fine with that. However, it appears, though, that most people think that I look like a knob and hate it. So I thought, I'll just stay still, because if I show them what it's like when I don't do anything, then they might appreciate it when I actually do do something. I like this... I like how we're addressing all the comments. You know, oh, why is, why is Luke got his ears tucked into his hat? <laughs> yeah. And then we talked about it, and the comments stopped. No one brings it up anymore. Why, why is Luke not wearing a hat? We talked about it, and now we're, we're addressing this. Although some people are like, the best thing about the ramble is Luke doing those crazy uh, movements at the start of the show. Mm. So what about those people? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I... I'm hoping that by showing what it's like when I don't move, mm. those people will be like, it does look weird when he doesn't do anything. So, yeah, maybe we should just let this slide. Or maybe there's a happy middle ground maybe where you don't a- have to do all your impressions of me when I'm talking and you don't have to stand there all robotic mm. and silent as well. Look silent and stoic. You should watch what other people... You should watch how WWE generic interviewers react yes. after they've asked, asked but, the question. But you can't because they pan to the person, don't they? Oh, They're they interviewing. Do. Yeah, you don't then see the generic interview person it's because what they're... i really should do is i should watch um mean gene just yes. focus on mean gene and see what he's doing when he's uh interviewing people back in the 90s disgusted mean gene face <laughs> well i don't believe what he just said right there coming up later folks That's my put that gene. cigarette out son <laughs> you know or the yeah. effing cigarette i believe he said at the time yeah i think when what is the backdrop for yeah effort <laughs> when the uh, God, mean gene's good like that is that's someone who everyone can invest in. It's like referees recently. You know how WWE don't care about giving their referees names. And I used to get annoyed by that because why not make everything good? Like, why are you trying to flatten out parts of your product mm-hmm. uh, that people could cheer for, or at least get invested in? You know, football fans, English football, that is, know the names of the referees. And you're like, oh, he's a bad referee. He's a good... You know, you sort of Mm -hmm. build up these patterns. You can tell better stories or more intricate stories because of these extra elements that you build in. And then they said Mike Chioda's... Mike Chioda? Mike Chioda. Mike Chioda's name after he took that bad ref bump Well, the commentators didn't. But um, uh, they just kept calling him the official yeah, or the yeah. referee. But Shane refers to him by name. He can do whatever he wants, that boy. I was going to say, because it's going to go like, God damn it, Shane. Don't say it. It's like, Dad, I just said his name. All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Whereas, like, if Tom Phillips had done it, then pff, we're near the end of it. He'd be J- back to NXT. JBL would give him so many atomic wedgies, flushing his head down the loo. Oh, it'd have been all. He, he would have been allowed in the locker room for weeks. He'd be down to interviewing people backstage in NXT. 
faster than you can say Rich Brennan. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, poor, poor chap. Poor Rich Apparently Brennan. Apparently that was the... Did you ever hear of that? There was a bit of a power struggle between them. Hmm. And when Rich Brennan bought in one of his guys, I think Rich Brennan said on a, a podcast interview that it was Tom Phillips who kind of... Not squashed it, but was just like, you should try this guy instead hmm. because this is one of my guys fascinating political thing oh that's a nice bit of rambling isn't it yeah and that's because i actually had some more rambling we we can carry on rambling to address uh, another comment another series of comments that was left in yes uh, not yesterday's when did we last do a video wednesday Wednesday, was yesterday it was was yesterday yesterday. sorry i do apologize because we're recording this on thursday Patreon people can watch it on Friday mm-hmm. and everyone else can watch it on Saturday. Yes. So it is currently Thursday today. Mm. Um, so there are quite a few comments uh, left talking about the Nakamura Cena match and you and I, I think me more than you, being a bit annoyed that it was given away for, for yeah, free on, yeah. on, on, on national TV and not saved for a pay per view. And so there was a lot of people, and I've got a lot of this on Twitter as well, are people saying, like, well, they had to do the match now. Cena's only a part timer. You've got to get these matches in. Right, well, brilliant. Just have him face Randy Orton next week then. Have him face Brock Lesnar the week after. Just have him face everyone. Just make mm. sure we get all these matches in because they may not happen ever again. I don't get that logic either. Mm. Like, whatever happened to building to a match? Build uh, The whole point of a dream match is you're meant to be, like, it's a dream. It's meant to be, oh, I can't wait to see that. But I, I think what Twitter and YouTube fans want now is just they want everything and they want it now. In fact, yes. there was someone who left a comment when we did the fantasy booking that said they voted for you because mine culminated at WrestleMania and they want and they wanted the Shield reunion now. They didn't want to hurt your feelings because mine was the better booking. Did yours win? No, no, Grim, that's yeah, uh, yeah criminally. That's right. <laughs> uh, the, in fact, that's the subject uh, of having everything now. Uh, the subject of Arcade Fire's new album, Everything Now. I'm not doing a plug. I just really like the album. (laughs) I think it's a fascinating exploration into the social media age told through music. Very interesting. I don't think I've ever listened to an Arcade Fire album in my life. Yeah. Well, they're pretty good. Uh, I was going to make another point, but I've forgotten it. What are you... So, uh, Sheiky Baby fell a little bit. So, yes. So, today's... Uh, episode. It's a Saturday one. Usually we would do predictions for a pay per view mm-hmm. or a fantasy booking warfare thing. But uh, there isn't a pay per view for a while. It's yeah, SummerSlam, is the next one. We've got two weeks before SummerSlam. And the, the fantasy booking warfares, as fun as they are to do, they take a hell of a lot of time for us to come up with these things and trash talk each other. There's yeah. a whole psych out thing backstage that you guys don't get to see. No. But maybe I will I will uh, throw your passport in the bin. <laughs> yeah. So some gentle ribs. Sometimes, some innocent ribs. Sometimes I will chuck you off the bus. Yeah. Yeah, the, the rough transport, me up a bit. Exactly, the transports us round from studio to studio. I wasn't allowed to use the indoor toilet for a while. <laughs> I just had to use a spot under a lamppost yep. down the street. Yeah, I um, I, I did a poo in one of your sandwiches. That's an X. That's a famous X Pack one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that one though. No, that's the one. That's the sandwich you the just one had. I as just well. ate. The one you just ate. Yeah, nutty. <laughs> yeah, Austin Powers. So we are filling. <laughs> It's not a filler episode. No, that makes it sound like it's a brand It's just a new thing. kind of format we're testing out. We just wanted to see what it would be like to discuss the week's news. Because, yeah. as we were saying just before we came in to record, that when you and I do the news, you more than I, uh, it's very uh, it's very linear. It's very much like, here is the news, we've got to do it in four minutes, which means I've got like 45 seconds per news item. Mm. Whereas now we can actually sit down and discuss these news, extrapolate them a little bit more. Well, the other thing is, I I like the news to just be... Uh, object. So it's pretty much just the facts. I don't give my opinion. I make snarky jokes and sarcastic remarks. Jokes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I don't actually give my opinion. I don't go into stuff like, well, I think this should happen. Very rarely I do. I think I did it when the U- everyone was going crazy about the UK title. I was like, yeah, but they're going to destroy us. <laughs> WWE are going to take over Britain. Not in a good way. Mm. So this gives us a forum to to dive in and give our opinions on the news stories. Which is very exciting. I actually said to you before we started recording, I was like, I'm looking forward to giving my opinions on these things. Yeah, it'd be nice. For a change. Although, what if people don't like my opinions? And they just and watch... this ruins everything. Well, this is like when I do the news mm. and people just go like, why is he doing the news? Ollie mm. does the news. Man, you shouldn't well, let the well, YouTube but, comments but, but the point get I'm making, to you so much. The point that I'm making is that like, 
what if people just watch you to read the news as mm. opposed to you give your opinions on the news? Yeah. They want very, very strange, straight things. They want you to literally just read the news and shout and they don't want you doing anything else. Given the amount of uh, homophobic comments, I think they do want straight things. They don't want anyone who sounds a little bit cap. You, you, I feel, I think we should now put a pin in mentioning nasty YouTube comments because the, the last three videos have begun with you going, so I've had a few bad comments well, no, I mean, and I... now I'm not going to move anymore. Well, <laughs> as I said, I'm a man of the people. Man of the people. I'm, I like to respond to the people. They... Give us feedback. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the YouTube comments are there for. That and to you know tell tell me to wear off and yeah. make lewd jokes about Paige and Brad Maddox. Well, we don't. We just don't talk about those ones. Yeah, have be free to do whatever you want, but we we will ad- address the constructive ones and the the nice ones. Yeah, particularly the ones that say how nice we are. <laughs> I, I particularly like. I like it when people come onto the. I think someone called Star Hunter does this a lot. Uh, they just come on and say, "Hey, there's a new video out." You know, oh, oh, I can't wait for Dunkirk's release this weekend. Hmm. You know, nothing related to the video. Just trying to have a chat. Oh, yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, so, podcasts are a thing. You heard about them? Uh, yeah, I believe um, every wrestler and their mother has a podcast these days. And how many of those people are we beating in the iTunes <laughs> charts as of Thursday morning? We are probably beating, changed. We are beating all of them. Uh, but four. Yeah. Yeah. So we are currently being beaten by Edge and Christian, uh, Bruce Pritchard, Jericho. I think that's it. Isn't and it? someone else. Because we're above Stone Cold. Oh, yeah, Cold. We're, yeah, sorry, we're fourth. Yeah, and we're above Stone Cold. So we don't know for sure how iTunes charts work. Uh, there is no way we've got more listeners than them. I think it's the amount of listeners or downloads you accumulate in a period of time a small fraction of time it's a bit so, like um uh, like twitter trends yeah twitter trends are based around the amount of people tweeting those exact words within an hour period and that creates your trending topics but they don't stay up there forever they drop out pretty quickly yes. unfortunately that's probably what's going to happen to us it's because we're pretty new so it's i think the the charts are skewered towards newer podcasts who, mm-hmm. who get a lot of initial listens Again. which makes sense because the algorithms would probably think oh people like these guys mm. right off the bat not knowing anything about our unprofessionalism <laughs> or the fact that this is primarily a video podcast rather than audio only means yes although that will be changing soon well, we'll try and fix yeah. that that's somewhat. that's my responsibility I'll so that. Oh, so that was a long way of saying subscribe to the podcast as well that helps us out keep us up we're coming for you, Pritchard. Yeah, we're coming for Bruce you, Bruce. Pritchard, something to wrestle. That's the next one. I think there were three spaces above us. He's not far off. We can uh, we can definitely get Bruce and Conrad. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not gonna talk about how good their SummerSlam 2000 episode is. It's really damn. It's really good. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I I do like uh, Bruce's podcast. Mm. He got a good, a good shout out on Bring It to the Table on this week's episode. Oh, did they, he? Were, they were talking about the question was, are there too many wrestling podcasts? And Corey Graves uh, was like, only listen to two podcasts. I listened to um, I think he said Jericho's and um, bring, and something to wrestle with. Oh wow, I'm su- I'm surprised they're allowed to talk about that. Well, he's um he's a he's a GFW guy. Yeah, but he's best friends with JBL. He was a groomsman at JBL's wedding. Ah, he did say, he brought that up in the the, the Summer 7000 one. Undertaker's, yeah. JBL's and Shane McMahon's. Yes. Apparently Shane McMahon's one was crazy. No, was, Michael was, Hayes got drunk. Triple H's one it was crazy. It was Triple H and Stephanie's wedding that was crazy oh, when right, Michael okay. Michael Hayes got drunk and wanted to sing a song for them about nearly urinating in Linda McMahon's hair. Yeah, which which he did on a plane. Uh, plane flight. Did uh, he flight, actually yeah. do it, or was it he, he very nearly? I know he, his ponytail got snipped off. Yeah, he nearly did. Yeah, that wasn't the plane ride from hell, wasn't it? Where they cut his hair off. Is this an? <laughs> excuse me. Is this another plane ride from hell? Yes, this was a different plane Volume ride from hell. Two. It's just a. It, I mean, Michael Hayes. Here's a shocker for you. He likes a tipple. Mm. He just likes to get drunk. Oh, Michael Hayes he likes to have a little drink. <laughs> so, uh, that's one thing I don't like about the something to wrestle. Is the amount of impressions? It's a lot of them. It's because Conrad just sets him up to do them as yeah. well, and so and whenever Conrad does, I go like, oh god, we're gonna mm. have to. I've got to put up with thirty seconds of this now. Or, I mean, the amount of ads. I mean, <laughs> we can't really talk because an ad is probably. I mean, we're thirteen minutes in, so an ad probably just popped up. <laughs> We've already had one. Yeah, <laughs> we probably try and space them every ten minutes to not uh, annoy people too much, but. Uh, 
yeah, there were a lot of... Yeah. I just don't like it when they come out of nowhere. When I think, oh, what are they talking about now? Wait a second. This is an ad. Jericho does that as well. Yeah. Jericho tries to like hide it within like chatter. So he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. I've been meaning to talk to you about this other thing. But first, I've got to talk about yeah. this. And what I love about that is that the audio quality changes whenever he does it. Mm. So it'll be like sounding like this. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. But I've really got to ask yeah. you about this. A for effort. <laughs> A, A for effort. effort. I mean... We're saying this now, but if anyone does want to sponsor us or give any of those plug opportunities, we are we are very cheap. I will do them in one of my three impressions. He's got three. I've got Vince. And some of them are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got Vince. I've got uh, old old man Undertaker, <laughs> which is kind of X Factor voiceover guy. Mm-hmm. Rachel had a doje. Rachel had a day job. Had a day job. Okay, right. We're 15 minutes in. That's probably 20 adverts. And we haven't even <laughs> spoken. This is about... what happens when we record things at 20 to 6 in the evening. Yeah, we went off the rails. So this is the news podcast. <laughs> and now the news is going to get going. Uh, John Cena's WWE Raw plans. Now, we've t- I talked about this in a few news episodes this week. And it wasn't until I started to make the notes for this podcast. Because John Cena appeared in a few news episodes for different stories. And then you know the scene in the film where the guys merging the bits on the mm. on the wall and go, wait a second, these could all be connected. Yeah. And it was essentially a fashion files skit in my head. And I was like, wait a second. Monday, John Cena confirmed for the Bumblebee movie. Certainly was. This is the Transformers franchise. Luke's a big fan of it. Of G1, yeah. Transformers. Yeah. Oh, is that an insider term for the animated? No, well, just Generation One Transformers is where I'm at. Mm. Um, I don't. I haven't really done. I did a bit of Beast Wars in my in my youth, but um, only everyone did. (laughs) Really like. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm I'm more G1 Transformers. Okay. The 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 OG. That's where I sit. You're talking the animated stuff from the eighties. So like basically. Seasons one through four, um, and the movie. Um, I'm not even really big on like um, uh, the headmaster stuff that they did, uh, which is mostly in Japan and the Takara mm. series and things like that. So I'm mostly just G- like OG um, Western Transformers seasons one through four. Well, you- you'll be happy that Bumblebee is an eighty, and it's going to be set in the eighty. It is. It's this is uh, according to producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. It's going to be taking not it, the Lorenzo Di. It, it is the Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. Former hairdresser turned. No, that's not Lorenzo Di Bonaventura. I got this wrong. Yes, you're thinking of the guy who um, produced Superman Lives and Batman. That was. We're just going to talk about movies uh, when we haven't got a good enough structure. We, we will talk about. Uh, John Peters. John Peters. Yeah. Yeah. No, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura is uh, is more of a Paramount guy. Okay. Um, but he has said in interviews that it's going to be set within the 1980s and it's going to be very much like based within G1 mm. uh, mythology. So although it's a spin-off to the Transformers, um, the the Michael Bay series of disasters, um, this is taking a bit of. It feels like it's taking a step away from it. And if it's based within G1, like, are they going to put Bumblebee in like the classic uh, Bumblebee design, mm. where he's like the classic VW Beetle? Yeah, well, I suppose an updated modern uh, design wouldn't work. Hmm, yeah. Because it's in the 80s. That design hasn't been created yet. Uh, so John Cena has been confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter for a lead role in it. Not just like a bit-parting comedy cameo supporting it's, role. It's so weird as well because he <coughs> looks just like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Well, there's the joke in uh, John Cena is in a film called Trainwreck. He's in the cinema with Amy Schumer and someone like just... Like heckles him from behind. <laughs> this is so funny. You're like a you're like a S word, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And John Cena turns around and says, "I look like Mark Wahlberg." Ain't Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so he is outstanding in that film. Yeah, he's I, great. I was no fan of Trainwreck, but he was far and away. Him and LeBron James were far and away the best mm. things in it. Well, John Cena's definite strength in all of his acting roles I've seen him in, and I've seen him in his action roles too. Twelve rounds, the uh, marine, the marine. He's not as convincing as that. He does come off as wooden. When he's doing comedy, however, yeah. he is he like he's very unique because it takes a lot for a guy of that size to be so doofy and comedy y yeah. other 
adjectives. It, it, it says how good John Cena is as a comedic actor mm. when he can stand toe to toe with people from Saturday Night Live mm. who've been doing this for years, like decades yeah. have been doing comedy, and he could just walk straight onto a set and just stand toe to toe with them. He's that good. Yeah, so I hope for Bumblebee they do use him his comedic skills in that and he's not just like a straight up action guy mm-hmm. he could be like a like Mark Wahlberg does something similar he could be kind of uh, what's the word exasperated oh, I was trying to do this yeah. everything so over his head so yeah both and both, he's got a lot of similarities with Mark Wahlberg not only does mm. he look like him they've both had rap albums wow yeah, yeah. Marky Mark Marky Mark Rusev pointed out on Twitter congratulating Cena on this news remember He's an all-timer, not a part-timer. <laughs> Did you see Kevin Owens' tweets? Yeah, after the, after the butch. <laughs> yeah, after the suplex the Nakamura game on SmackDown, where Kevin Owens like, I don't know why everyone's really upset. He was announced as an actual Transformer the other day. Great so, stuff. Speaking of that SmackDown match, this is where the you know the dots are starting to connect now. Now <laughs> yep. we've spoken about Transformers for five minutes. The Wrestling Observer newsletter report, and it was rumored beforehand, and then like. Big Dave has spoken. Big Dave Meltzer came down from his uh, on high mm. with his tablets of a <gasps> newsletter. <laughs> you you may hear here is the tablet, <laughs> which starts off with UFC whatever thumbs up. Yeah, ninety one percent. And uh, Meltzer said that the original plan for John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura was for Baron Corbin to run in. Of course, he's been feuding with Nakamura. Corbin would interfere and go for Nakamura. I assume when the referee is distracted or down, so the referee doesn't see it, but clobbers Cena. Mm-hmm. And then Nakamura wins off the back of that. So that starts your Cena-Corbin feud, and Nakamura wins. They instead went for the much better route of Nakamura winning clean, and uh, John Cena having a scuffle with Baron Corbin afterwards, once SmackDown had gone off the air. This was just before 205 Live on the WWE Network. So where these dots join is how late... Because you know a lot about movies, the production process. Mm -hmm. When would John Cena have known for sure that he's going to be in Transformers? I'd have said some while ago because it started shooting <coughs> on Monday. On Monday, yeah. yeah. So they'd have, ha- if they've gone into production without a lead, I'd be very surprised. Or Le- lead, or- lead, or maybe he's like supporting lead. Well, the, from the story I heard that he's the lead, mm. right? So it says it in a lead role. Yeah. So like, I don't like. He's clearly got some dates to finish up here, and you know he's working through to SummerSlam. So I'm just, I'm really surprised that Paramount are letting him do the wrestling yeah. side of it because if he gets injured. That's that's Bumblebee knackered. This happened with The Rock. Mm. The Rock was meant to be in... Uh, well, he was in that Hercules movie, that awful Hercules movie that he did. But then he did the WrestleMania match with Cena and got injured. And that delayed production of Hercules by quite a few months because he had to recover from his injury. Which costs the costs studio, studio a fortune. A lot of money. And studios do not like to spend money erroneously. Mm. So I'm very surprised that he's clearly got a very good agent and John Cena is a very, very careful worker. He's a very safe worker, apart from the Nakamura thing, <laughs> obviously. All of Hollywood just went, <gasps> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura was yeah. like, oh my god. Mm. But yeah, they don't watch wrestling. But uh, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I could, I'd imagine this been in talks for some time, and then they, they finally penned the deal. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I would have thought they wouldn't. Have, I don't think they'd have gone in production without a lead star. That's very uncommon. It's it's just that. So, so you've got this, it looks like Cena and Corbin, you would imagine are going to feud until SummerSlam. But there's a stacked old card for SummerSlam. Yeah, there's a lot of... Like a 13 lo- matches, it seems. Yes, yeah, I think heard. there's 12 matches so far. It's going to be a five and a half hour show, is what Meltzer said in the, in the Observer today. Um, but there's a lot... And there's st- like, he's Does that listed- include in the pre-show? I think that includes the pre-show, yeah, because it'll be a four-hour main show. With right, uh, I think it'll be end up being six hours, because it'll probably have a two-hour yeah. pre-show and then the, the rest of it afterwards. Um... But yeah, like there was matches. All of a sudden, he went through this long list of matches, this 12-match card, and then was talking about all these other feuds that are going on. And he was like, oh, and they could probably be on the card as well. And I was like, ooh. Love that 20-match card. Yeah, it's got WrestleMania all over mm. again. So, well, I don't know where, how my timeline exactly works out then. I just I want to know whether the, the John Cena getting cast as in the Bumblebee movie, not as Bumblebee, if that 
in any way played into the decision to, you know what, we're going to almost do a passing of the torch moment, or at least a, a huge elevation of Nakamura. We're going to let Nakamura beat you clean now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to not even have the Corbin thing on the main show. That's going to happen on the WWE Network. So maybe Cena doesn't have a match at SummerSlam, although he is on the poster, but he's the only guy on the poster without a match at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um because it's, it's him, Shinsuke, Jinder, the four Raw main event guys, and the four women title uh, match competitors. Mm -hmm. So we've got those. But the other bit of news is that John Cena's next first post-SummerSlam Raw house show date is on the 27th of August, so the week after SummerSlam, in Mississippi against Samoa Joe. Mm, Samoan Joe. Samoa Joe. And they're all rivals from their uh, indie days. Oh, did they come up in OVW? Uh, no, it wasn't OVW. It was somewhere else. But um, like the first promotion that mm. uh, Joe worked for, Cena was in as well. Uh, yeah. And um, they're very good friends. In fact, uh, those uh, who used to play EWR, the, uh, the the wrestling database management game, uh, will know that they had a very strong friendship. So if you hi if you managed to hire both of those, uh, then their morale went up. Nice. Uh, and he's also on the advertisements on WWE.com for the Raw pay-per-view. No Mercy is a Raw pay-per-view this year on September 24th. Mm. So Cena's been on Raw house shows so far. He's a free agent. He's fought Bray Wyatt a few times in, in the recent weeks. But this is the first actual Raw event on television that he's been announced for, or at least advertised for. So... The way I see this this timeline going is Cena feuds with Nakamura. Sorry, Cena feuds with Corbin until SummerSlam, at which point he moves over to Raw and and that's he, he goes on there for a while. Where? Leading into the next story, unless you've got anything else to add. No. I hope not, because this is a good transition. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Sports Illustrated said yesterday in an article from i forget the guy's name but he's the chap who broke the talking smack cancellation news mm -hmm. not the original announcement but that vince mcmahon cancelled it because he wasn't happy with uh the kofi kingston moment where they kofi they did uh they did new day came back on talking smack before they came back on smackdown the actual show mm -hmm. so vince was was like well why quite rightly like <laughs> we should have saved their return their smackdown live debut for the actual TV. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was, they referenced that in the, in the story. Okay. So this Sports Illustrated chap has said that Brock Lesnar is, a return to UFC is imminent, 
it's most likely he's dropping the title in the four-way match at SummerSlam. And Paul Heyman, of all people, is pushing for Samoa Joe to win the belt. Now, if... Uh, this is obviously just pure speculation on my part. This all is, but, yes. But that, that, that's what we're here for. I would imagine that if if Lesnar is losing the title at SummerSlam because he's going back to UFC, because he's got to do loads of training uh, to get back into UFC shape. Yeah. Um, it makes sense that Heyman is, uh, is pushing for Joe to win the title because Joe is someone that he is very high on. So he would be pushing for Joe over a... Roman Reigns or a Brock or a Bronze Born in the Roman. Nothing against those two lads, but he really likes Joe. Mm. He's he's always liked Samoa Joe. In fact, I think when he was nearly going in for TNA, he wanted to like build the promotion around him because he's like he's your star. Like, get rid of he wanted to get rid of all the old guys apart yeah. from Kurt and Sting, mm-hmm. I believe. And yeah, build it around. Yeah, build it around them. Really, Joe, AJ Styles. Yeah, build up. Uh, they had, um, well, Bobby De- Roode, Desmond Bobby. Wolf at the time, yeah. but it was uh, Nigel McGuinness. So they had like Nigel McGuinness. So I was like, let's build him up as well. But let's build because mm-hmm. like oh, the whole Desmond Wolf thing. You brought it up the other day. Oh no, I brought it because I, I nearly put him in one of my videos with mentally um, to Val Venus. Really upset about Nigel McGuinness because he came in so hot to TNA. Yeah. You did with Kurt Angle and had some amazing matches with One Kurt Angle. One of my favourite three match series of all time. Yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a great great run. And then Hogan and Bischoff came in and were just like, now nah, we don't like him, mm. and then just completely buried him down the card. Back on track, back on track. Yes, Paul so, Heyman. Uh, well, yeah, well, I just think it makes sense that, that, that he's pushing mm. for Samoa Joe to win. I don't think this is saying that he's going to be a Paul Heyman guy. It's just that Heyman is a guy he likes legitimate looking fighters yeah. and he looks at Samoa Joe and he's like he's a legitimate looking fighter I think Lesnar and Heyman are really you know they probably always like Samoa Joe the way he carries himself but then they got a chance to work with him at Great Balls of Fire because leading up to great leading up to SummerSlam or, or sorry even before Great Balls of Fire ever since Wrestlemania the big report was Brock versus Roman Reigns for Wrestlemania 34 next year and Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, one-on-one at SummerSlam. Those are your two main events. And those two guys are in the SummerSlam four-way. No one was ever talking about Samoa Joe getting added to SummerSlam until Great Balls of Fire happened. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, he's he's obviously impressed people backstage. And Brock and Paul gave him a lot in that build. They obviously like him. Brock gets very motivated when he knows he can draw money with someone. Yes. When he can have an actual decent feud with them. And I think Joe proved that. And yeah, I I mean, just to if so, if Brock, this is all conjecture and us speculating, but I'm just trying to fit the Tetris pieces mm-hmm. to eliminate this row. So you've got John Cena moving over to SummerSlam, mm-hmm. and he's first house show. House shows don't always dictate what what happens on TV, but you it, they often do. So let's just say Samoa Joe versus John Cena at the Raw house show. That's the feud that they go with on telly. We know the long-term direction. Well, we don't know, but the the new WrestleMania 34 main event is John Cena versus Roman Reigns for the title. Mm -hmm. So Cena comes over to Raw. Joe wins the title from Brock. Joe and Cena feud for a while. Cena wins the belt, carries that through to WrestleMania for the Reigns match. So his 17th World Championship run is with the Mm. Universal title. Yeah. So, I mean, that I'm, I don't want that to happen. I, of course, I want Joe to win the belt. I think of all four guys there, no one wants to see Reigns win it. I think Braun it isn't the time for him. Bra- yeah, I think you're right. It's not the time for Braun mm. to win the belt. I mean, you don't want to do the, the Ryback thing and like have him lose and then just start to go cold because he keeps losing. You don't want to expose him. Yes, but also... I don't think it's right. It's the, not the right time to put the belt on him, especially like if Lesnar is sticking around mm. till WrestleMania. You want Braun to be the only like dominance, like monster on that brand. So once like Lesnar goes after WrestleMania next year, then's the time to be putting the, the belt onto Braun because then yeah. he can stand alone as the monster among men. But then you've got Joe. I think Joe, he's in the position to gain the most from winning. And you know, like if Joe was champion. That's one of those feel-good fan moments where you're like, you know what? Like, let's let, go with this, please. Yeah. Like when Kevin Owens won the belt last year, when August, AJ won it, when AJ won it, it was like, yes, AJ was very good. Owens's reign was 
diluted because of just terrible booking on Raw. But yeah, that's uh, that's my SummerSlam feels. I, I like it. You like? Do you like it though? Apart from the Joe win? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I don't know where the the, uh, the SummerSlam main event is going. Mm. Because obviously there's all this kind of conjecture of, and this, um, uh, what is UFC that? Stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, what do they say on, um, uh, on something to wrestle with? Um, rumor and innuendo? That's it, yeah. Mm. There's all a rumor and innuendo that uh, he's going to be going back to UFC. And I'll be honest, like that news is kind of put a bit of a damper on the my excitement for the main event because like my interest with watching Brock matches is like who's going to be the guy that takes the belt off Brock. Mm. I don't want it to be yeah they took the belt off Brock because he's bugger enough to go back to to UFC. I'd rather it be like this guy's going to take the belt off Brock because this is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy to take the belt off of him. This is the guy that WWE have decided to go with rather than having their hand forced. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But more SummerSlam news. Mm. So this is a bit uh, a bit spoilery. Yeah. But we, we already know. So we know that... Um, well, we can talk about this without the result, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is from the Dirty Sheets, who have been scarily accurate for about four months now. Everything they've said has come... Bill Batty's got his contacts. Yeah, it's there are, there true. Are, there are people online that will, that will poke fun at him because he's sort of come out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people are insinuating that he has no contacts, but he clearly does. Yeah, he, he predicted the four-way for SummerSlam. Uh, Jinder as champion. No one saw that. Like, that six, uh, you know, he won the number one contender's six-way thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, yeah, Jinder's winning. And I was like, come on. The guy who just concussed Finn Balor on Raw mm. and has been a jobber since coming back last August. And, and, was, and was a jobber before then as yeah. well. I think he might also have been the guy who first broke the Miz and Maurice, John Cena and Nikki Bella mm. thing. And that was back when everyone was convinced, well, it's Cena versus Taker. Yeah. So there's that as well. Good track record is what Fun we're saying. Fun fact, actually, from uh, today's Observer, mm. um, is that Jinder is younger than Baron Corbin. How old's Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin is well, he's a year older than Jinder. I think he's 33. And, oh, okay. And Jinder is 32. Jinder was very young when he started, I know that, because he said, yeah. said he was very inexperienced, very young. Yeah. And now he's... Because everyone's like talking about, no like, cards. oh, it's, it's, maybe let's push Corbin because we're going to go with the younger guy. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, he's older than Jinder. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But it feels fresher, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I think when people say younger, they just mean they haven't been on WWE as much. Yeah. Samoa Joe's a young guy. <laughs> yeah. 39, probably. I don't know his age. Uh, so, yes, this is Kurt Angle's first feud. The Miz and Jason Jordan are obviously building towards. A match at SummerSlam, that's quite obvious now, from Raw's Miz TV segment over the Intercontinental title match. Do you match. know that's not one of the 12 matches that's on the card at the moment, oh, though? Oh, jeez, it's going to be 15 matches. <laughs> and uh, Dirty Sheets say that afterwards, Miz is going to start a, uh, a tense relationship with Kurt Angle over forcing him to be in that match. A bit like the feud he was having with Daniel Bryan yeah, on SmackDown yeah, yeah. That, that eventually led to nothing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? I think it's good. I mean, actually, to be honest, when Miz went over, my first prediction was like uh, he'll get into a feud with Kurt Angle. Mm. Um, I think that was that was sort of almost obvious. Um, but I'm I, I think that's a good thing. I think that the Miz is a really great heel. I think Kurt's a very good babyface. Um, and this, this I think this could produce some really good stuff. Whether it, I don't think it'll lead to a match though. I mean, that's that's the the, mm. the downside of it. And also, it like oh, I just feel. Do you want to see a Kurt Miz match? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's what people were saying. Like, do you want Kurt Angle's first match back to be with the Miz? And I, to be honest, my reply would be, uh, yeah, I would actually, because at least Miz is safe, and that he can oh, I see what he you can mean. he can mm. protect Kurt in the ring as opposed to putting him in with Brock Lesnar, who's just going to like you know throw him on his head. Or king like a of Nak- soft style. Yeah, exactly. The king of soft style. You don't want to put him in with Nakamura and have him do the suplex that he did to Cena on SmackDown. You don't want to have a great match. Oh no, no. I mean, absolutely not. No, you want to have you want to have a three star classic. Wrestling is. I was just about to say, yeah, you want to be safe, but I was like, we're talking about wrestling. It's unsafe by its very nature. <laughs> yes, there so are of course safer ways in which you can work. Exactly. Look at watch a Randy Orton ladder match. Mm. You've never seen a safer ladder match in your life than Randy Orton. Randy Orton will never take anything dangerous because, and that's why he's never injured. That's why he's been doing this for like 20 odd years mm. now with, with very few periods of time Same with off. Miz. Same with The Miz. Yeah, never injured. Uh, which is a good thing. I th- it sounded like he's never injured. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. It just came out uh, came out with a bad inflection. Aggressively. Tell me about these network cuts, yeah. Luke. Do you want to make this our last story? 
Uh, let's. What else have well, we really, got? Because we're at thirty-five yeah. minutes now. So yeah. yeah, let's let's make this our last story. So and uh, then that's getting revealed. The money in the indeed. bank lunchbox. So uh, you may have noticed if you've been watching Raw, SmackDown, or a pay per view or an AJ Styles entrance uh, that there's been no pyro on TV for quite some time. I can't remember the last time there was pyro. What is pyro? Pyro is fireworks, uh, ballyhoo, as um, uh, Vince Russo would call it. Mm. Pyro and ballyhoo is what he used to write in all his scripts uh, at the start, at the top of each show. I think that's the name of his YouTube thing or podcast. It's, that's what it spun off from, yes, yeah. Because yeah. in a savage show, it would be like uh, open pyro and ballyhoo, uh, because that's where everyone's like, oh, it's the Saturday show, ballyhoo. Yeah, look, it's a great word. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, and. There's been no pyro for, for quite some time, and there's been the news this week of all these cancelled network shows. Things like Talking Smack, that was cancelled last week. Edu- several weeks ago. Several weeks ago. Sorry. If I don't correct that, yeah, it'll, it'll happen in the comments. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Eggs and Crispin announced on their podcast that uh, their, their comedy show is not coming back for a second season, despite the fact that they were actually prepping to start filming it very, very soon. And uh, lastly... The, it's been announced that our truths game show. They filmed a pilot. It's now not happening. It's not getting a seat. Are you trying to? Are you doing what I do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sorry, man. That's, no, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not insulted, right? Is that okay? It's, it's flattering. But you were doing good. Uh, you were doing good reporting there. Thanks, man. So those network shows are cancelled. No more pyro. No more pyro. What is this? And well, and according to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling as a Wrestling Observer Radio, I was struggling over that when I was doing the news today. Couldn't say Wrestling Observer Radio. There you go. I did. Well, it's not as bad as the ones on on Sunday's video. Compen- com compartmentalization compartmentalization oh that's a difficult word to say when you're reading Ouch. off a, uh, yeah. an auto cue anywho uh, Brian Alvarez noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Ride Along might also be cancelled that might be on the chopping block so why is all of this happening why have we got no pirates why have we got this why has there been no updates for the UK championship and it's because it really boils down to the network mm. So the network subscribers at WrestleMania time, when you were giving away three months uh, free trials and things like that, was at 1.6 million. Sounds like a pretty good number. Yeah. Although bearing in mind that when WWE launched the network three years ago now, three, Mm. four years ago, something like that, they said that we would have uh, two million subscribers by the end of the first year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Way short. And I think they were like looking at three million subscribers overall. Yes, that was their aim because they did did a, this was idiotic as well. Like they Mm. looked at like a survey form or something that basically said like, here's the amount of fans WWE have. And they were like, brilliant. Well, they're all going to buy the network. Yeah. Um, Forgetting that a lot of people tend not to pay for things when you give them stuff for free. Mm. Patreon a great example of that um, and network subscribers 1.6 million around Wrestlemania season that is now dropped to 1.5 million and in that period of time they have gained nearly 600,000 new subscribers that sounds good that's good it's over half a million that is but they've lost 604,000 basically mm. it's, it's 598,000 was the, in, the new subscribers but they lost 604 so there's a net loss there of 6,000 subscribers good maths but there is also that worry of just like man that's 600,000 people that just decided to cancel their network mm. subscription and they're also you had this big influx of people coming in through the free trials who didn't stick around after WrestleMania. But yeah. what they're looking at, and this is actually the same with most uh, wrestling outlets, the uh, Wrestling Observer say this all the time, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, your numbers increase. But as soon as WrestleMania season hits, it starts to dip down, SummerSlam, and then past SummerSlam, it's way, yeah. it's way, way down, ready to go back up again, come uh, Royal Rumble. Mm. And that's probably what the network's going to be as well. They'll just have that dip post-SummerSlam into Survivor Series and Backlash and um, mm. Hell, Hell in a Cell and all that sort of governs. I think uh, I think this sort of thinking might be behind WWE's renewed focus on the Big Four because I kn- this trend of general interest in wrestling actually is reflected in our channel numbers as well. Uh, it, it sort of gets to Royal Rumble, it, it, it climbs, and then there's a slight dip off, mm-hmm. and then it starts to climb to SummerSlam again, dip off, 
Survivor Series. So it is based around those, you get the big pay-per-view payoffs. WWE usually don't follow it up very well, (laughs) but then they build quite well to the next of their big four. Yes. uh, Usually with a part-timer or a Shane McMahon match. (laughs) And so, so yeah, so that's, that's where all this, this network, um, uh, palaver is Mm. stemming from. And the reason why the the thing, so they're going through all these cost-cutting measures. So according to Meltzer, he said on Wrestling Observer Radio that Vince promised, now he said everyone in his quotes. Yeah. What we were talking about this earlier. I think from that he was re- inferring shareholders. Yeah, it must have been. Because I don't think he was like promising, you know, Zack Ryder mm. and Kurt Hawkins that uh, we're going to have all this great money. He promised everyone, shareholders, that they were going to have a bigger profit than they did in 2016. Now, the profit of 2016 was 30 million. That's pretty good going. Yeah. Halfway through this year, it's about five or six. So that's a lot to catch up on. Uh, that's 25 million to, to catch up and then you want to get more than that if you want to deliver on your promise of more 25 million in five months yes yeah yeah over half yeah over halfway through the year so that that's that's a lot of, so that's why we're getting all the, these cutbacks and the, the, the UK championship is really suffering mm. from that because oh Shiki's proper gone now the whole plan with the UK championships they were going to start doing a weekly TV show which I didn't think was going to be that great anyway because they had such a small like talent pool mm. really signed to, to uh, the UK stuff um, but they wanted to do this weekly show, but they haven't done any taping since the ones they did before uh, TakeOver Chicago. And Pete Dunne has been... He's defended his championship once, and that was at an IWC show. It wasn't even at a WWE event. ICW. What did I say? IWC. I was the internet wrestling community. community yeah. <laughs> Insane championship wrestling in Scotland. And, uh, and his second defense will be against Jack Gallagher at a progress show which is being held over SummerSlam weekend in Brooklyn. It's weird that. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird like, that. I don't want to be that guy, but I was. I watched every Progress chapter from live from chapter two all the way through to about chapter nineteen. Mm. Whenever Will Ospreay won the title, so to, you know that was a really cool. And it was always pretty hot and buzzy. They marketed it so well. Uh, and now it's like over that they're on cha- all of a sudden they're on chapter 54 or something they're doing it over in New York uh I see pictures of Jim Smallman and uh, Glenn and no John Bridley who the who are the sort of owners the two of the three owners walking around with Triple H ahead of those UK tapings uh, what what's happened here this is awesome but it's also you're yeah. being you're being merged into the <laughs> I also wonder as well because there was there was all of these stories. There was lots of uh, rumor and innuendo, as Brian, as Conrad mm. would say, uh, that there was we were going to start seeing progress shows on the network, yeah. and we were going to start seeing some uh, IWC, some in, in sure ICW uh, shows on the network as well. But nothing's ever come from that either. But uh, it shows that with Pete Dunne wrestling on those shows and the guy and Noam Dar was at the mm. uh, the last. Um, it was like a surprise appearance thing when it got a, a huge reaction because he's from Scotland. Yeah. Um, so I think this kind of working relationship shows that there is still something there, but I wonder then if that's a money thing of a saving, cost-saving measure, mm-hmm. that they're not going ahead with these deals just yet. Yeah, it's very strange. I I, I would like... I, obviously, I don't want WWE to do badly. I want them to be around. Uh, but I... Vince McMahon tends to kick into action when his back is against the wall financially. Money speaks, after all. So we've... I wish they would look at everything and go. Maybe cost. We'd, we we need to do some cost cutting. Obviously, no one needs and no one's going to buy the WWE Network to watch the R Truth Game Show. <laughs> as brilliant as I'm sure that would have been, but maybe they look at everything else and go. We need to make stars and build our business around stars and promote the network around those stars fighting each other in matches that nobody has seen before. Oh, we need to do that with good booking. Yes, and and, and they take this feedback of. Rather than just numbers on the borders, actually, it might be indicative of lower interest across the board. I mean, to have a net loss of 6,000 people since WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. gaining 600, losing over 600,000 subscribers, that's, I guess, maybe a third of what they had. Yep. That, yeah, uh, so 30 of your subscribers uh, tuning out or just actively deciding that I'm done with this. I don't need this anymore. I it's it's bewildering that you don't see that and and think we need to change something up in our presentation or or how we book wrestling there was a really interesting point brought up by Meltzer um when talking about wrestling observer radio that part of the heightened production costs that they've had that they didn't have last year is they're now doing more pay-per-views because mm-hmm. they're doing 
more often than not two pay-per-views a month you do a smackdown one and you do a raw one now the reason they're doing two is because uh like in the first brand splits it was still one pay-per-view a month but they would alternate so there would essentially be eight weeks worth of booking between each shows and what they found was that the interest really dwindled like as soon as the pay-per-view happened interest really dwindled and then was kind of picked back up again as the new pay-per-view comes around so what they don't want to do is repeat that. They don't want to have eight weeks worth of build between shows. Mm. Do you want to hear my uh, my hot take of uh, how Hit I would chip, brother? So so yeah. So Meltzer was saying that they don't want to get rid of the second pay per view per month. Um, I feel, and I felt this from the very get go, that you should always just do dual brand pay per views. Mm. Now the argument to that is you're not going to get everyone on the show, but I think that there's actually a way that you can build this really nicely. You can build matches up for pay-per-views and you can build matches up for TV specials. Yeah. TNA uh, did this a few years ago. When they, they TNA used to do uh, pay-per-views every month, like back when they had money. Mm. And then when all that money stopped coming in because Dixie Carter's dad said no uh, and they stopped having money and they had to just work within their means. They only did pay-per-views like once every three months. And within those three-month periods, they were still building to the next show, but they were also building to a big TV event where we're going to have a championship match on this show. And then you have like four weeks worth of build to that TV show. So you can still do that. If you don't have a United States championship match on the pay-per-view, you could say, but it's going to be in two weeks' time on SmackDown Live Mm -hmm. and build four weeks of stuff to get into that. Some SmackDown episodes recently have felt like pay-per-view shows. Yeah. You do and just do that, uh, but yeah, build it up more. And then mean, that means you're only doing one pay per view a month. It's dual brand, which means that you get all your big stars onto those shows, and you don't have like just you know fluff filler. You d- you wouldn't have had to do the Baron Corbin Nakamura feud, really. You could have got yeah. you could have got around things like that. But you do you do have to kind of stretch out television. It's it's not the perfect uh, no. solution, but it is I think a better one than what they've got going. Yeah. Uh, but on that, that's all we've got time for the. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.